welcome back into Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. We are joined by a very special guest today. We have the performer Sam Gonzalez, who's with the production Invasive Species, which is having an extended run right now, playing through from June 27th through June 29th at The Tank. You can get your tickets and more information by visiting thetanknyc.org. And we are very excited about this show because we ourselves will be attending on June 29th. So we hope you'll be joining us to see the show. But with that, let's go ahead and welcome our guest, Sam. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper. Hey there, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I am so excited to have you here. I the title alone caught my eye and I was like invasive species okay I'm sure this is not a you know science show we're not going to be talking about you know some bio whatever and then I was like oh the tank yeah we're definitely not going down that rabbit hole and the fact that you all were initially supposed to only run till the 11th of June and then performances were added, I was like, oh, this has got to be a hot, great show. So I'm so lucky that we were able to sneak in under the wire and get tickets for this. Why don't we start off with having you tell us more about what Invasive Species is about? Yeah, absolutely. It's so much fun. Invasive Species is an hour-long crazy, silly romp of a show. It's written by my dear friend, Maya Novi, and stars her as well. And in the play, we follow a character named Maya through, through her life and through her experience coming to America from Buenos Aires, from Argentina, and finding herself bitten by the acting bug, quite literally, and entering the world of, of acting and entering the world of graduate school in the United States, as well as her personal journey through a mental institution. And, and we have these sort of happening in parallel during this play, which is incredibly nonlinear. But we see this character, we see this Maya have to go through these institutions that are asking so many things of her and seeing her have to deal with either rebelling against it or conforming to it. So yeah, it's a great show about, it's, it's an absolute insane romp in which we have Maya at the center, we have an ensemble of people playing a million different folks, and we see what it's like to be an artist and to be a person and to be one who has to struggle or conform. Wow, yeah. I love that also love that the invasive species is a theater bug <laughs> it is indeed you'll fall in love with him you absolutely will <laughs> well how did you come upon the show yeah so maya has become a dear friend of mine over the last year year and a half that we've known each other she and i worked together over at Mercury Store in Gowanus in Brooklyn is uh, Mercury Store is a theater lab, an incredible new space that came about just before the pandemic hit, a space that brings in writers, directors, playwrights to workshop works that they have on the ground floor. And they have a company of actors that they sort of throw at these projects to throw spaghetti at the wall, if you will. And so I met Maya there and and we we became fast friends. We fell in love with each other. And and she had been working on this play since she finished over at Yale School of Drama and thought that I might be a good addition to the company. And I'm so grateful that she thought so because I think so too. <laughs> and we've had a blast ever since then. So yeah. Love that. Mm. 
What has it been like developing invasive species? It's been so much fun. I I wasn't a part of the first initial reading that she had, though I came in sort of a little bit blind, but she's had such an incredible team. Michael Breslin is directing and and he's he's an absolute genius. And so developing it from day one of rehearsals has really just been a very physical exploration. We have the words on the page, but letting ourselves just sort of roam free and be silly farts all around in the rehearsal room has been such a such an incredible experience and and really kind of actor meat it's sort of it's sort of what the actor dreams of is is being able to just have a playground to do whatever they want and and with it we we've been able to sort of shed a beautiful light on this story that Maya has told and and find the ways that this incredibly specific incredibly personal and incredibly autobiographical story of Maya's can feel funny, one, can feel universal, two, and can feel like like something that that not only touches the heart, but touches the body, makes you want to move, makes you want to be a part of it. It creates community. I love that. Mm. So is this the first full production of the show? I'll it, say the world premiere it on is. The and everything. Wow. That's right. It's the New York City premiere. It's the world premiere. Maya had a reading back in October, I believe, but this is this is her first time, our first time sharing it with the world. And it's been so exciting. And we've we've been so grateful of the reception so far. And and we're we're so excited that people want to see it and we've had to add a few more shows to make it happen. So it's been great. Yes, and I'm so excited to see that. What is the message or thought you're hoping that the audience will take away? I'm hoping that people take away, first of all, an awareness, which I'm sure most people have, of the institutions that we have to live in in this in this country, in this world, whether it's whatever institution that we're a part of in in our working lives or whatever or you know, the government itself, and the ways in which we have to remain in a sort of vigilant, compassionate, active rebellion in order to make sure that we stay ourselves in it. And that the most exciting thing that we can be, the most watchable thing that we can be, the most lovable thing that we can be is ourselves. That's a beautiful message. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Wrapping up this first part of the interview, who do you yeah. have access to the invasive species? I mean, everyone, obviously. I mean, that's that's the first sort of obvious answer. But I mean, artists, artists for sure. I think in New York City and especially in the off-off Broadway scene, it's we do have quite a few plays that are by actors and for actors and for people in the industry. And, and you know, that can be a little, what's the word, masturbatory at times. But I think the way that this play sort of flies in the face of that is that, I mean, it talks about a human experience, which is what do we do and how do we reckon with being a part of something and wanting to be a part of something, but that something asking you to do something that feels outside of yourself. And so I, I do think that this this play speaks to the artist and it speaks to the actor, um, but it speaks to everyone. I, I do think it, it it's a story that makes us, that reminds us that our own impulses are often the most important ones.
things now a little bit more on you and give our listeners a more of a chance to get to know you a bit better. And mm. our regular listeners already know what's coming. And that's, I want to find out what inspires you or who inspires you, what playwrights, composers, or shows have inspired you or are some of your favorites? What inspires me? It's a great question. And I suppose a better version of me would know the answer right off the top of my head, but I'm not that better version of me. I mean, I'm inspired by people. I love people. And that's such a silly, annoying thing to say, but I really am. And and I think when it, when it comes to art that inspires me, I think the play in the, la- in the most recent years that has like really resonated in my heart is What to Send Up When It Goes Down by Alicia Harris. It had a production over at Playwrights, I believe, two years ago. And and the reason for it, I mean, first of all, it's a beautiful play that that sheds an incredible amount of light and an incredible amount of love towards the lives lost, the black lives lost in to police brutality. But and not but and on top of that, I think the way that it does that is by building community and making theater going a ritual. And I think that's the thing that inspires me the most right now. It, we are in a time that is so beautifully saturated with film and television, especially television. And so the question comes up now more than ever, why theater then? Why still theater? And something that we can get from the theater that we can't get from film and television is that feeling of community, that feeling of ritual, the the thing that can be achieved when we are in a room with people and when all of those people are breathing the same oxygen and hearing the same words and moving to the same beat. So yeah, ritualistic theater is what's inspiring me these days and that's what I'm finding and and that's why I also find myself so blessed to be working where I am with Maya over at Mercury Store where there are many young playwrights directors writers trying to build community in that way I feel like that's that is the the exciting movement that I see happening in theater in New York downtown especially yeah I love Mm -hmm. that Have you seen any great theater lately you might be able to recommend to our listeners? I know you've been very busy with Invasive Species, but on the off chance. Yeah, I've been so busy. And so the answer is no. (laughs) I haven't seen anything, which kills me. But I do have some some time coming up where I can just sort of finally clock in some hours. I haven't seen anything. It's breaking my heart. I have a list of things I'm excited for. I'm excited to see Grief Hotel Club that Club Thumb is doing coming up part of their summer series. I'm excited for, I believe this weekend is the final weekend of As You Like It over at Smith Street Stage. Every summer they do beautiful Shakespeare. Wet Brain at Playwrights. I'm super excited for the comeuppance at the signature. I'm incredibly excited for, I believe New York Classical Theater is doing Richard III, which I'm incredibly excited for as well. So yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff happening this summer in the city and I've sadly been too busy to get to it, but that's about to change. <laughs> <laughs> well, some great shows on that list. I'm sure you'll yeah. enjoy all of it. <laughs> what is your favorite part about working in the theater? I think I already said it a little bit. It's community. It, you know, it's people. It's it's that feeling of building a family. It's, you know, ever since I was little, you know, you you fall in love with everyone you're in your high school musical with and you become come a little family and you you rehearse till late together and you have meals together and you talk about the show and and as we get older we 
We also make space for not talking shop all the time, but talking about our lives and, and how they're going and what's good and what's bad. And I, I, I have found so much of my chosen family in my adulthood from the theater. And so it's, you know, it's not, it's not just what the theater gives me for, for theater's sake. It's what it gives me for my entire life, for my heart. And it's people. It's access to people who are like me, who are also not like me. Yeah, a it's a family. <laughs> wonderful answer. Yes. I think that's one of the main reasons we all got into this. It is family. It's, totally. It makes us feel safe and wanted and loved no matter what. It's beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> and a great lead into my favorite question, which is what is your favorite theater memory? My favorite theater memory, I remember I, this was when I was in college, I was working on Spring Awakening and two of my best friends, I was playing Moritz and two of my best friends were playing Melchior and Vendla and we were being worked to the bone. I mean, as well you should if you're playing those roles in that, in that musical, but we were absolutely being worked to the bone. And I remember, and I mean, this is, this is a memory that doesn't really happen like on the stage necessarily but i remember we were we were sort of left alone because we were so tired and, and classes were going on in the daytime and the three of us just like hunkered down in a dressing room and laid on top of each other and fell asleep for hours and slept for like maybe three or four hours and then woke up to go back to rehearsal and i mean it's really that thing that i was just talking about where it's like you you become brother and sister with people and, and you really, you make yourself at home. It's, I, it's, it's an insane feeling to, to be in some space that can feel so foreign, like a dressing room. It's cold and gross, but you just make a bed out of it and you make a family out of the people around you. So I don't know. Yeah. That's like the memory that sticks out to me. It's just napping <laughs> with my co-stars. <laughs> no, that's a fabulous memory. I love that. It and anyone that's ever performed in the theater, especially in college, we've all been there where there's like that couch in your in your theater building where you just all crashed on it in between rehearsals or what, you know, and, and it's it is it's around your castmates that feel the same exhaustion. But then you get up and you do it again and you look around, and you're like, yeah, we're all in this together. I'm not alone in this. All right. You totally. know, totally. the other degree or industry when I feel like they're so isolated. You know, we all just kind of look at each other, but we see the the bigger goal that's ahead of us. And we're like, yeah, that's worth it. <laughs> totally. And it gives us permission to be like, you know, weirdos, to not necessarily be on all the time. I, I feel like, especially in those times, and, and even now, I feel like the number of times you'll catch me just like under a bench, grabbing a quick five minute nap or, or it, it you can just be a little bit more unapologetic because we know we're all in it together trying to get the same thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for sharing that wonderful memory. That was fantastic. <laughs> Are there any other projects or productions you have coming on the pipeline we might be able to plug? Yes. So I am working with Egg and, Egg and Spoon Theatre Collective. In July and August, we're doing a production of What Else is True, which will be happening over at Art, the Art New York space in the east, in the west 50s, very far west, practically the Hudson. And so that'll be coming up in August, and, and that'll be very exciting. I'm excited to get started on that. It's a show about a college improv troupe. So it'll be 
lots of theater, lots of lots of exactly what we've been talking about, actually. Lots of improv and lots of, you know, sort of drama going on in between the college kids. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. We love the Egg and Spoon Collective, and we are so excited about that. We must see that show. So that's a great lead into my final question, which is if our listeners want more information about invasive species or about you, maybe they want to reach out to you and keep tabs on you. How can they do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, for tickets for Invasive Species, as you said, we can go to the tanknyc.org. Also, Invasive Species has an Instagram account at Invasive Species Play, which folks can go ahead and follow. And if they want to know more about me, which you should, because I'm adorable, you can follow me on Instagram at samgonzalez underscore two eight, or find me on my website, thesamgonzalez.com. I'm around, <laughs> never going anywhere. <laughs> Love it. Yes. We will certainly be following because I'm excited about this upcoming show that you have at ART New York, as well as Invasive Species, which we are excited to see. So, Sam, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. This has been wonderful. I can't wait to see the show. I can't wait to see your next show. This has just been a blast. So thank you for your time today. Thank you so much, Andrew. Can't wait to see you in the audience. Can't wait to give you a little wave after and a little hug. And and yeah, I'm 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 so I'm so happy to be here. Thank you so much for this. Thank you. My guest today has been the performer Sam Gonzalez, who is currently in the show Invasive Species, which is running June 27th through the 29th. It's your last chance to catch it for right now at the tank. Tickets and more information are available at thetanknyc.org. You can also follow the show on Instagram at Invasive Species Play. And while you're over on Instagram, go follow Sam at samgonzalez underscore 28 to stay up to date with all of his upcoming projects and productions, including one this August at ART New York. Or you can check out his website, thesamgonzalez.com. I can guarantee you we're going to be following him to stay up to date on that. And we hope you'll join us June 29th to see Invasive Species. We're going to be there, but on the off chance that night might be sold out. Don't worry. You've got two other shows you can get tickets for, the 27th or the 28th. So get your tickets now for Invasive Species, the 27th of June through the 29th at The Tank. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies, and keep talking about the theater. In a stage whisper. Thank you. If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Stage Whisper Pod. And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at stagewhisperpod at gmail.com. Our theme song is Maniac by Jazzar. Other music on this episode provided by Jazzar and Billy Murray. You can also become a patron of our show by logging on to patreon.com slash stagewhisperpod. There you will find all the information about our backstage pass as well as our tip jar. 
Thank you so much for your generosity. We could not do this show without you.